Hi, I'm Perez Hilton, and you are listening to Verbal but Shenanigans. our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Everybody, welcome on back to the Verbal Shenanigans podcast. We got a we got a big one in store for you today. Mike is not here. Um, it's just me uh, riding solo. It's what what the fans have been clamoring for. Uh, we keep getting responses. Please do another one of those non Mike episodes. Um, so it, it's finally it's finally just just me and the listeners in this nice intimate environment. So welcome on welcome on to the podcast. Oh, thanks. Oh shit! No, no, no! no. Someone's what, what? entering the Zoom room. Yeah. Um. Hello. Um. <laughs> uh, I, I I found the meeting. It said highly confidential. Don't tell Mike. So <laughs> I figure I join and figure out what's going on. Who's this new Mike? How'd you figure out the Zoom password? It's difficult. Well, I tried password one two three, and I got in there. Oh, oh. Well, we changed it. We've been using VS for so many years now. So, um, <laughs> from a, so if anybody wants to ever join or pirate the uh, Zoom room, that welcome on in. The password is is VS. So that would probably be kind of nice, and I'll just randomly talking. All of a sudden, some stranger comes in. I I, I would kind of take that. No, we we've had that happen before. We did. You don't remember the, the the home inspector guy? Oh, Johnny Moisture Robbins. Yeah. Oh, I, how did I not give him a verbi last week? He that's, was so much the guest of the year. That's true. He could have been on the random category, the miscellaneous category. Um, but yeah, so those of you who don't know what we're talking about, a couple, I don't know, maybe halfway through the year, somewhere, somewhere back last year in, in 2022, out of what seemed as completely nowhere, um, this home inspector that Mike had reached out to months before, um, because apparently he's one of the best home inspectors on the East Coast. It was, it was what we call it call a down week uh, where we were looking for guests, trying to find anything that would maybe be interesting. And this guy comes on the show while we're talking, um, and he goes by the name of Johnny. Moisture Robinson and uh, Robbins, Robbins, Robbins. That's right. Please. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was a strange couple minutes on on the podcast. Um, guy's got an Instagram, no followers, but he says he's like the best. Uh, I don't know, the best at locating moisture in in, in any yeah. building. So, yeah, the running gag is his whole life is about moisture, but his interviews are dry. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a gag, man. That guy was pretty. Pretty. I mean, he had no problem talking to us for like 15 minutes. Yeah, um, about what I don't really recall, but I mean, I mean, you almost got divorced because your wife questioned why you were following him on Instagram. Yeah, she had no idea why, uh, who the Johnny Moisture guy was that I was interacting with. But anyway, I just imagine you one day like talking to a divorce lawyer. No, no, you don't. Okay, here's the thing. You know, we. We do a podcast, and Burlu just randomly puts out Johnny Moisture Robbins. Right. And I thought it'd be funny if we made an Instagram page about it. And then the wife saw it, 
And I forget what we were arguing about, but that was the main thing. She <laughs> refused to believe they came up with a character named Johnny Moisture Robin. And, and things things have never been the same since. And uh, it was it was a sad ending to the to the Brennan marriage that year. Um, but anyway, welcome <laughs> welcome on back, guys. Coming off of uh, coming off of Earl Curl uh, Earl Curaton uh, Earl the let's get I'll get it right this time the twirl. I called him the swirl last week. Yeah, um, yeah. Got some good feedback on the Earl on the Earl interview. People people, people enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, we are here now, Mike. Um, I guess 2023, as every year starts, it seems something happened, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, 20." You know, how can this year be worse than the last year? We've seen that since for I don't know. 2020 seemed to be the start since of all one. That. Yeah, <laughs> like when like when they they're like, you know, we're gonna start counting these years. Let's start with one. And somebody's like, ah, why can't we go back to 18? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it always seems like uh, things kind of happen and people are like hyper focused for a couple weeks as, as the, uh, the calendar changes over. But um, so we're recording this on um, a Tuesday. Um, so last night, if you were watching uh, Monday Night Football or if you were just kind of anywhere on social media of any sort, you probably heard about. Demar Hamlin and what had happened to him. Now, um, we're, we 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 sprinkle in sports from time to time here, but I, I, I see this more as a national story than than anything. Mike, were you watching? Were you watching the game? Uh, I was in between. I was switching through a couple of things. Uh, generally, like the wife and her friends call up on Monday night, so we chit chat during watching Raw. But uh, I was checking back in with the game, and then it was like the awkward. Huh? Game suspended. I wonder what heck's going on. And then I went to social media and I was like, "Oh, yeah." So is Monday also when the fart exchange happens? Um, no, <laughs> it, it it could occur during the call. Like once in a while, my wife it's like, you know what? And then it happens. Oh man! But, did you did but, you reveal to her that we 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 revealed her fart exchange? Um, I'm still uh, holding it close right now. I'm waiting for the proper <laughs> moment to be like. She keeps on saying, "Oh, you should tell Scott. You should tell Scott." I'm like, "Yeah, I probably should one day." <laughs> or you should go back to episode whatever three, four, seven. Yeah, that would be the test. You yeah. know, it's like, honey, how much do you listen to the show? Yeah. Uh, so I was watching the game. I was. Uh, it just started, really. It was seven three or whatever, and I'm just like, you know, just tinkering around on my phone. Not quite like not fo- hyper focused on the game, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I see a stoppage in play, and then, long story short, everything starts to kind of spiral out of control, and it just becomes a super shocking scene. And and right away, you're not, you know. If you watch football long enough or sports in general, you know these kind of things. Well, not to this, not to the extent we we found out it was, but you know these kind of scary moments happen from time to time where players getting checked out for a while. Um, we saw it with Tua a couple, you know, a couple months ago, mm. um, and every year, you know, it happens to a player or two. And I would say. Knock on wood, very often a lot of them do eventually get up or you hear later that they're getting checked out in the hospital and it's um, it's okay or they, they got an injury, but they're, it's not life-threatening or anything like that. Um, suddenly, you know, it becomes real as the minutes go by. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, the ambulance. And then 
it really what started queuing it off was the reactions from the players. You just saw them in like sheer panic mode um, um, and the tears and making the human wall around him. Um, and it reminded me very much of Christian Eriksen in the Euros la- uh, two years ago, uh, the player from uh, Denmark who went down in the middle of the game and they ha- had to resuscitate him on the field. Um uh, and, you know, terrible story. I'm sure anybody listening has heard about, especially when this comes out, God willing, uh, DeMar Hamlin is, is recovered by the time this episode comes out. We're not going to speculate on anything, really. Um, as, of, as of right now, 925 on a Tuesday night, last I heard, um, they said he had to be resuscitated twice. Um, one on the field and one on the way to the hospital. That's correct. And and Uh, he's on a 50% ventilator now, which is one possibly good sign that they're able to decrease the oxygen. But I don't know. I don't know. I know he's sedated and whatnot. So that's where we are right now. So I don't want this podcast to sound really terrible a week from now or whatnot. So that's exactly what time frame we are talking about it. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's just really amazing. It did. If anybody doesn't watch sports, it's not even like those shots you see, like the old time NFL ones where guys are getting like speared no. and, uh, uh, you know, get an arm to their neck or anything like that. It was literally wide receiver caught the ball. Uh, the DeMar was coming to tackle him. He kind of put his sh- shoulder down to get through him. DeMar <laughs> tackles him. Uh, DeMar gets up. Takes one step, stumbles, falls to the ground. First thought is always, okay, must have got a, his wind knocked out of him, maybe a concussion, something to that effect. And then I think, it was, what was it, like five minutes later, the ambulance was on the field for him? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you watch the play, if, if you haven't seen it, it looks like any play in football. Like there's really nothing going on in the play that you would make you go, oh, man, like that was a crazy hit. You know, because even the tackle almost like he kind of like rolled with it. Like they kind of just like rolled to the ground and he got up. He actually popped up and looked like he was like back in the play for a second. And then he falls like if you've ever seen footage of someone have a heart attack or you've been around someone who had a heart attack. He kind of falls in that like lifeless something happened immediate um, in that instant. So, um, you know, everybody's concerned for the first time I've ever seen. I think think in NFL history, right, that, that they postpone a game like this. It's the first time they ever postponed a game like that. Um, I think that's the first time they've ever had to had any kind of life-threatening thing on the field. I mean, there's been some gruesome injuries. There have been guys who got paralyzed. Uh, Obviously, Joe Theismann, Alex Smith both had terrible compound fractures yeah, I think about while playing the game. Eric but, Legrand from Rutgers, uh, who you know yeah. grew up up the road from me. He's st- still in a wheelchair. Uh, uh, what, was that, what was that Jets player? Jane, I want to say Jim Bird, James Bird. Uh, James Bird. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Bird. Bird. Dennis, Dennis Bird. Bird. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, he got paralyzed by uh, trying to tackle somebody and running into his teammate. Um, yep. Nothing where it was like, okay, this person – is no longer living on the field at the moment. Right. So, you know, everybody's, I mean, I got to give credit to pretty much everyone involved. The teams were unbelievable. They're like, no, we're not, we're not going back. Like, I can't even imagine, can you imagine that happens? Your, your buddy, your boy, your brother, um, you know, guy you work with every day, 
you don't know if he's alive. And then the next, in 10 minutes, they're like, all right, guys, get ready to go kill someone now. Go tackle someone. You know, like, I can't imagine that mindset of trying to ramp up and play again. Well, any job. I mean, imagine, like, you go into the office and some guy who started with the company two years ago just, like, collapses and they're bringing in the ambulances and all that. And they're like, all right, two o'clock meeting. Come on. Right. You get five minutes extra for lunch, but then get right back to it. Uh, you can't yeah. do it. And God bless them. They didn't do the whole, oh, we're men. We got to get through this. Sports of sports. Yeah. And then um, I got the fans were unbelievable. Like, you didn't see any, like, at least the cameras didn't show anybody. Like, what's going on? They were all, like, sitting peacefully, just waiting to find out what was going to happen, whether they're going home, whether their tickets are, you know. What's going on with the game? You saw fans showing up to the hospital from the Bengal. Like uh, you saw Bengals fans writing signs in the moment. Uh, I, I thought the ESPN, the uh, what is it? Ryan Clark and uh, Scott Van Pelt were amazing um, commenting. It was, I mean, Ryan Clark especially was like had just such a great perspective on like the game of football, and we think of it all of this glory and and, and kind of really trying to put himself in or put the viewer in the shoes of, of what it's like to be a player in that situation. Cause I know he had something pretty bad happen, but anyway, so great job all around. Um, the coverage was, was great. Uh, they weren't trying to do too much, lead too much oh, yeah. on. Um, and I'll give a shout out to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Like a lot of people give them garbage about, oh, they, they stink as commentators and stuff like that. They had to like, basically go from sportscasters to newscasters right. in a blink of an eye. And it also what people don't might not know is that game usually is just on ESPN. They simulcast it on ABC. So they're on a national network. Right. And they had to like cover this and yeah, I'm I'm one of the I know I'm in the minority. Um I'm a I, I like Joe Buck. I think we've had this conversation before. I don't think he's a bad I mean his voice reminds me of sports, so I guess it's just he doesn't irk me as much as he irks yeah. some people. I'm not anti him. I do see in certain games he like leans towards certain teams, but right. I, it was never like uh get off the TV. Oh my God, he's covering the game. I'm putting it on mute and listening to the radio and nothing. Yeah, like like if I hear him during the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, it just reminds me of like playoff time. So mm. anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, th- that rarely happens, right? You think of like uh, what was it, Howard Cosell or whatever, when John Lennon was shot and he like reported mm-hmm. that during Monday Night Football. Um, but totally different situation. So uh, class acts all around. Class acts by the coverage. Class acts by. Um, ninety percent of social media. What I saw, people saying saying the right things and 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 uh, offering prayers and, and condolences and concern, and no one saying anything stupid. And here comes the butt. Yeah, but here comes mm-hmm. a couple of buffoons. Um, there's there's more than one I want to address. Okay, number one, you may have heard. Um, who knows? Again, we. Uh, we don't know what the ramifications will be by the time this episode comes out. Um, you know, if anything happens with this guy or, or whatnot. But the first buffoon uh, is none other than Skip Bayless. Um, if you know him, he's kind of this cocky. To me, he always seems out of touch, try to be controversial in some ways. Like, never, I never like his sports takes. I never liked him on any shows. Um, I don't know about you. 
I've never been a fan. I, I basically hate the whole, like, let's debate stuff for two hours kind of things because it gets uber old, uber fast. Y- you can tell, like, somebody has a point. It's like magically they have the 100% opposite point, and it, it's just old. And I mean, I'd rather just watch highlights and yeah. hear about, like, playoff scenarios and stuff like that. I've never been huge for him at all yeah um so i you know i which i think a lot of people you know went to twitter to try to see what the hell was going on updates and whatnot and the first thing um i see is nothing other than skip bayless in now meanwhile let me preface it now this tweet might not sound terrible um completely out of context but let's put it in the context of there's a there's a man still on the ground um not sure if he's alive or on the way to the hospital. And he, he uh, tweets out, um, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude uh, is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So um, if, you, if you look at the term tone deaf, um, it's just completely uh, toned. Basically, him getting his attention. I, I took it as I got to get my attention, make this about me, and start talking about the game and how are we gonna, how can they not play this game when the situation is not even close to resolved. Yeah, for people who don't know Skip Bayless, um, he he used to be a Dallas uh, sports writer. He he, he's, he was there during like the whole Cowboys big years when they won the four Super Bowls. To give you an idea of how little he's like, I mean, he's a pure homer when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, and it's a well-known fact Troy Aikman hates him, like right. despises him, won't work with him, because because he made innuendos about like Troy Aikman possibly being homosexual and stuff like that. He's he has made so many comments that pissed off so many people, and it's just the typical shock jock mentality of you know putting something out there or how can they not do it and then like the second the heat comes it's like no no you misinterpreted what i said and it's just so silly where he was like well if you see my end part where i said but how can they or it's irrelevant it's still like he didn't even bring it up as i don't know how they can figure out to schedule this but it's irrelevant now. That's a logical point, but no, he made it purely. It's like games got to get played, and all somebody's got to get home field advantage. Yeah, and, and if you, you know, you can take that tweet now and say, "Oh, it's not as bad." But if you think he gets, he should get no. He doesn't deserve forget. You're he's supposed to be a professional sports writer who's been in the business for what I don't know, forty years or whatnot. He should know like tone and timing and uh you know uh professionalism and just showed none and of course he puts a tweet out later i didn't mean that today he's on uh whatever his stupid show is with shannon sharp and undisputed undisputed um and he's just you know he's holding back tears but never apologizes for the tweet he apologizes that they have to go on and and do coverage and he and shannon sharp didn't even show up whether that was because of this whether that was he didn't want to be with him i don't know we'll find out um but it's just it just comes off as so phony to me it it, it's unbelievable I, i can't stand that guy um i'm not a fan of people losing their jobs but like 
you know, if this one happened, if the axe came down on him, uh, you're not going to see me uh, shedding tears over him. Yeah, it's like it's, it's the silliness. It's the again, I go back to shock jock things. It's I, it kind of reminds me of the time uh, I remember Howard Stern made fun of uh, like some uh, Hispanic uh, singer that uh, got shot down. Like he was playing his her music, and there was they played like guns going off in the background. And I think he still technically has a warrant in Texas, where if like he ever shows up in Texas, they'll arrest him for what he uh, did. I forget what exactly what the crime is, but he even had to do an apology that he did purely in Spanish to try to keep people from being pissed off at him. But it's just, sometimes with these guys, they don't get the whole maybe let it breathe a bit, then come up with your joke or your shocking thing yeah. instead of like that minute, I got to be in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and then buffoon number two for me, I don't know if you saw this one, Bart Scott. Bart Scott, uh, another former NFL player, uh, Ravens and uh, Jets, um, mm-hmm. great player. He's another one on the radio. Um, but today or yesterday, he said, the NFL has tried to take the head out of the game. We almost don't think of the violent hits we always associate with defensive players. But they did put in the rule five years ago, the offensive players can't use the crown of their head helmet as a weapon, which is kind of what T. Higgins did. Like, uh, there's, there's more to the quote and him trying to back out of that. But there, it sounds like he's trying to blame... You know, or put yeah. any kind of blame on T. Higgins. There's nothing dirty in that play. It's almost like a tackle where they just almost roll with one another. Yeah, I mean, number one, every time I saw it, I had to go on YouTube to find it because I'll give credit to ABC again. They could have, you know, sensationalized it and kept replaying it, but they're like, you know, nope, it happened. You can find it if you want to, and that's what I found it. But from looking at the replay... It was just a shoulder into the chest like any other play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't malicious as in, like, oh, I bet he was aiming for his chest or something like that. Yeah. It was just, uh, I mean, no matter what happens, it was just a freak thing that happened. Nothing. I don't even, I can't even fathom what we can say can be done to prevent it in the future because I don't, nobody did anything wrong, and I can't see how you could say this is how we'll stop it. So it, it, It's a freak accident, like when you see, uh, hear of little league players taking a baseball to the the chest off of a pitch and and, and mm-hmm. unfortunately dying or or having a heart attack. And now they wear those chest plates a lot of the pitch, like or anything. Like do you you see these freak accidents happen in sports from time to time, or or just anything? Like you said, in any job, really uh, things happen. It just happened the freak accident, maybe freak timing. We don't know if this guy had underlying conditions, something. You know, who, who knows? But. Um, we we are definitely pulling for you. For everybody seems to be you know in the right headspace. Besides, buffoon group number three, and that is you, anti-vax psychopath. Listen, I'm not like pushing that. I I think people should have a, a, whatever choice they want. If you got the vaccine, you didn't. Um, you go on Twitter, and there are people saying, "Oh, it, this happened because he got the vaccine." It's like, how have you took this tragedy and swung it to your weird, uh, super right-wing conspiracy theory nut 
insanity and you you've taken it again to kind of jump on a pedestal and try to make it um you have no idea like what they're talking about but oh they read some some meme you know like oh vaccine might cause heart problem and they assume that oh that must be what happened like this is like next level wtf stuff here like Like were were they in their basement going, okay, we're gonna inject a rat with the vaccine, and then we're gonna have another rat run into the chest of that rat and see what happens. Right. I mean, I don't even think it's public knowledge if that player took it. He came in last year, so it was very it wasn't at it was way looser than the twenty twenty rules. But and then it, it just the fact you just go, I guess that's it. I mean, I might as well just announce like, oh, I bet he did cocaine because that weakens your head's heart. I mean, that's so ridiculous. It, it's so pompous and disgusting. To it, it, it's like any time any tragedy happens, or school shooting, or uh, murder, or or uh, police brutality, whatever it is, it's one of those things, again, before the smoke even clears, you have idiots just making it somehow about themselves and their wild, my team's better than your team. I'm not talking sports. I'm talking dumb politics. Um, I'm going to sound off on this and try to cause controversy and and get people upset about it. I, I think the flat earth is the reason why he got injured. Really? Yeah, I, I feel in a round earth, if he kneeled down, there would be like an arc. So okay. he'd be hitting him in the shoulder. But since the earth is flat, he hit him flat into the the area that caused the injury. You think so, it was the degree change uh, from flat to exactly. round? Okay. All right. Exactly. I mean, that exactly. seems that seems reasonable. I think you should tweet that out probably. Yeah. Can, no, can you not use our account, though? We'll use maybe your account uh, when you tweet that out. Oh, I guess I'll make a new one, but it seems it's way easier if I just go on PS Comedy <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah, the, those are my three buffoons. Um the last one being a whole category of people. But um, mm. uh, so DeMar Hamlin, I, I hope by the time this episode comes out, uh, I know you're not going to listen to this anyway, but uh, I hope you are up and and about and have have some quality of life and God willing, a full yeah. recovery. So um, with that, with that. One weird question. Like, I mean, we're all sensitive. Uh, the league did a good thing. They just said, we're not playing the game the rest of the week. Week 18 happens right now. Do, do the Bills put them on IR? Is that insensitive? Yeah, no. Well, I see what you mean, though. Like, for like if he's not a member of the team and they say they win the Super Bowl, you mean like something like that? Well, he would still he would still be on the team. He would still get a ring, all that fun stuff. But to just like go through the whole business side and just say, well, we know he's not coming back. Ergo, we put him on injured reserve to I think, get another player. In. I think they have to. Um, just personnel-wise in a football game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to, to play down a man is so crucial. Like, you see this all the time when, uh, I don't know, like DN, one DN gets injured, then the next one gets injured, you know, or a lineman or something, and there's no one left, like, where they're, you know, or quarterbacks, yeah. and they got someone in there weird throwing the ball. Um, God forbid it's cost them a playoff. Like, you know, they'll be – 
I'm assuming they're going to be rocking um, his number and the oh, stadium's yeah. going to be, you know, all tricked out for him and he'll be part of their whole playoff run. But I, we'll see how that team even recovers from some, you know, mentally. Yeah. So I, I, I think everybody's going to be rooting for them for the Super Bowl now. I think that's official. Yeah. I, I mean, and if you that, weren't, I mean, I feel like the Bills have been a team that, you know, the average Joe, unless maybe you're a Dolphins Jet um Patriot fan, uh, I feel like everyone's kind of been like, all right, that's a team I'd love to see win the Super Bowl. There's nothing you hate about them. You love the quarterback. Yeah. You love the way they play. You love how they consistently just grown for like four years. Um, hard team to not root for. Yeah, and one other thing, when I'm sure they'll do some kind of tribute for him this coming game. And, and trying to not make a joke, but so it's trying to entertain people here. Please don't do what Washington did with Sean Taylor. What they did was they went out with 10 players in honor of him saying that was his spot. We're not putting somebody in there for the first play. And I guess they didn't negotiate it with the other team. And they gave up a 45-yard run on the first play. (laughs) And it was just one of those, oh, my God. I'm sad enough as is. What? Yeah. Leave, leave it to Washington, not like clear it and just make like a, have the other team yeah. kneel it or something like that. And we'll yeah. let you get the first down the next play or something. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we got to shift gears here. We got to shift gears because it is a, we have a fantastic guest for you today. Um, I would say, Mike. Um, it's always nice, especially as we kick off this new year here. This is our first one of the year, technically, because we interviewed Earl um, before before the new year, but we did put it out just slightly after. Um, I would say this is this could be w- one of our top five biggest names we've had on this show. It's pretty huge, Scott. Um, I mean, this person is basically an OG of what he does in the uh, blogging, entertainment news kind of game. Uh whether you loved him or hate him, he has been in the public eye for many years, giving us news on different celebrities, getting celebrity fights. Um, his blog has been one of the biggest, basically since the beginning of time, and on just change everything with the entertainment news. Uh, tonight, we are talking with the Perez Hilton. Big time. Perez Hilton. Let's get him on the line right now. Hello. Perez Hilton, how are you, man? Hey. I'm well. How are you? We are great. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time. Of course. Happy that, to. Yeah, that's Mike. I'm Scott. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, where where are we calling you at right now? Where are you at? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Oh, the Mecca. Okay. Okay. <laughs> where everything's happening. Out of, out of curiosity, how what is a Perez Hilton Christmas out of curiosity? Is there anything like exotic about it or is it just, uh, hey kids, daddy's got gifts for you? A Perez Hilton Christmas is overindulging and I need <laughs> to try and break that habit. And no matter how hard I do try, I cannot seem to, you know, over the last week, I've just eaten so much overeaten but you know one of the the special things i think about the holidays is that it really connects us to our past and for me uh, i don't just eat 
random food over the holidays. My yeah. family is Cuban and we I grew up in Miami. Right. So we eat a lot of Cuban food during the holidays. And it always reminds me of Miami and growing up and my father and my grandmother and my grandfather, none of none of whom are with us anymore. Uh, and it's important for me to also make sure that my children eat Cuban food and we only speak Spanish at home. So it's a way to, you know, continue those ties to our, 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 our beloved uh, family members. Now, if you're overindulging just during Christmas time, I don't think that's too bad. Like, how are you during the rest of the year as far as, you know, intake? That's the year I'm, <laughs> I'm really good. But it, it just it's just like I overindulge so much that, like, I don't even enjoy it anymore towards the end of <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. It's almost like a chore. It's like I don't want to, but it's on my job list today. Exactly. I've been just stopping in the fridge and like grabbing a scoop of mashed potatoes, like passing through the kitchen. Like there's no reason for it. Just getting a little potato like intake and then moving on to what I was doing. It's pretty bad. But, I, you know, I, I am thankful that I know what I need to do <laughs> come January to get back on track. What about Perez? I do like being healthy. And, and, sure. and you know, as somebody who for most of their life has been very overweight. I have found that, um, you know, the, the healthier I am, the happier I am. Sure. That's awesome. So what about pa Paris Hilton, the gift giver? I feel like you might be a very big gift giver too. Do you overindulge in, in a spread no. of June? No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, well, I, especially cause you don't know how those things are going to be received. <laughs> yeah. Meaning, you know, I did that this year and I was burned. I bought my mother a very expensive bracelet for her birthday <laughs> and she made me return it. Oh, because what? She, it was from Tiffany's. She was afraid to put it on. It was this, <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, it's this kind of bracelet that you have to like twist and then put it on. Okay. And she thought that it would it would like scratch her or pinch her or bruise her by having to put on that bracelet. And thank God Tiffany's had a policy where I can get a full <laughs> refund. Oh my God. <laughs> so she was actually afraid of the actual bracelet. I thought you were gonna say like she was afraid it was it was too valuable. Some people don't like wearing no, She was literally <laughs> afraid of hurting herself putting on this this twist on bracelet with a with a T. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it's a, it was a good reminder that I, 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 I would rather give my mom and my children um, experiences right. over possessions right. so I do love to take them on trips traveling is one of the things that makes me the happiest so um, yeah I, I'm even even when I do go big, I'd, I'd rather go big that way. Right. right. I'm all on board with that. L looking at my uh, how much my son just got for Christmas is just ab absurd. I got toy pigs and cows all over the place. I had to clean up behind here just before the interview because there was like uh, endless amounts of stuff over here. And I don't even know what to do with half of it. So I think we're going experiences for now on. Mm. 
Just just put it in the same place Perez was going to put up that Tiffany's bracelet, Scott. That comes to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a, it's classified pages, I guess. You, toy pigs followed by $1,000 bracelet, you know? <laughs> well, it costs more than $1,000. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank God I got my refund. <laughs> Perez, I mean, it's so great to have you on the show. I mean, I don't use this term loosely when I say you are a trailblazer and what you did and all in like the entertainment game, the Hollywood game. And I kind of wanted to start off this interview with the question of as it kind of took off, I know like beforehand you were as trying to be an actor in the world. Like when it was taking off your celebrity news, were you as great as that was? Was there ever a bit of you kind of like this should be me everybody's talking about and not the celebrities itself and all. Was there ever part of you that's like, as great as this fame is, I wish it was what I was going out to be? No. However, um, after I got known and after... Um, it was apparent to me that most gay men hate me. There was a period of time where I definitely kept wishing I was Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Just because who doesn't like Neil Patrick Harris? Everybody likes Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, And I just, I was just saying that just because, you know, I believe that every person is worthy of love and deserves love. And, um, you know, I, I, I still want that in my life and it's hard to date when you're me. So no, when I was coming up, I was thrilled and happy and so grateful. And then after I got everything that I wanted and it turned out because of my own actions, I take full accountability. You know, gay men feel the way they do about me because of things that I did. Well, for the most part. The other part to that is if I had pretty privilege, I could have gotten away with all my crap. You know, like if I was ridiculously good looking, if I was like a supermodel, I could have been the meanest a-hole on the planet and done so much garbage and gay men would have still wanted to have sex with me. But I'm not. So, <laughs> you know. Take take me back to to kind of your your upbringing and, and what led into the, the fascination of Hollywood celebrities and, and kind of covering what's going on. What, what kind of upbringing did you have? What kind of guided you into this interest and and how did you get to where uh it almost became consuming and becomes your career at some point but what guided you towards that direction i would say that the world of entertainment music hollywood it 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 saved me actually if we if we're gonna get real and deep for a moment Uh, My dad died when I was young. It was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. He died suddenly of an aneurysm. And this was in the 90s. My mother was just trying to stay alive herself after that happened because 
He was her only love, the only person she'd ever dated in her life. Um, and she's of an, from another country. She's from Cuba, another generation, another way of thinking. You know, if we can go back in time and do things differently, I would have told my mom, you know, put me in therapy. I need to be talking to somebody about what just happened. This mm. is really traumatic. But we didn't even talk about it. I didn't even talk about it with my mother. You know, like, like I said, she was just barely hanging on and trying to cope as best as possible. Um, so what I did was, in a way, I never even processed the trauma of my dad's death, which happened seven days after my grandfather died. So it was especially traumatic for me because my grandfather lived with us. So both of the men in my life died within a span of seven days. Mm -hmm. um, so I just drowned myself in television. Like the TV became my best friend, my babysitter, my comforter. Um, and then I just started to read magazines and, and listen to music and escape in, in, in that world of showbiz and, and entertainment. Uh, and it really, I think, laid the groundwork for who Perez Hilton ended up becoming. In your head, do you consider the two, uh, your, your real self, Mario and Perez Hilton, as two separate characters out of curiosity? Or is it... Literally, one is one. No, they're two separate. They are separate. But, um, you know, over the years, I've been trying to share more of my true self with the world. And every single person, you know, both of you here right now and all of our listeners, everybody has a public persona and a private persona Everybody is one way out in the world and they behave differently when they're home with right. their partner or by themselves. You know, I'm not always going to dress crazily, but if I'm going to a red carpet event, I embrace all that Perez Hilton is. And I love entertaining through fashion and all of these different things that my career allows me to do. But when I'm home, I'm in my pajamas all day, and <laughs> I'm, I'm a fairly normal, working, single parent. Yeah. When did, you, when did you feel was the first time you started gaining some traction as far as attention with what you were doing? Like, was there a certain blog? Was there a certain story you worked on that, that really guarded you attention or, or did it just slowly build over time or was it just something that really was like okay this got you a lot of eyeballs on you no it all happened very quickly actually within two months of me starting my little blog really <laughs> i got i got a lot of attention so much so that i ended up getting fired from the job that i was at <laughs> Uh, that's a long story. Uh, I talk about it in my memoir. If anybody wants to pick up my autobiography, you can get it at PerezHiltonBook.com. That's PerezHiltonBook.com. I was working at E! at the time, and I had a run-in with Janice Dickinson, if you want to know more. <laughs> Just when you, it started uh, happening... Now you and we'll kind of get into like some of the feuds you have with some celebrities, but when they 
when you're first getting big, was the initial reaction kind of, oh, here's the new kid on the block or whatever, and where they're trying to bring you in, or was there an initial like pushback immediately? No, you know, I am so lucky to, I think, have been the first. Right. I really am the first influencer. Yeah. Um, because I was the first, I got a lot of attention at the very beginning. I mean, I've been doing what I do now for nearly 20 years, but if you're old enough to have lived through it, there was a period of time where I was an it girl. You know, and I was everywhere. I was everywhere. You were. And, you know, the shelf life of an it girl is not that long. I'm not an it girl anymore, but I'm an icon and icons are forever. However, what I was getting at was right from the very beginning, very early on in my career, I was very, very lucky to have been embraced and welcomed by the mainstream media. Because, yes... There is so much I was able to accomplish through social media and non-traditional means, but having the acceptance and the support and the promotion of mainstream media really took me over the top and it elevated me and it allowed me to be bigger than what I did and bigger than any one platform or any one thing. It helped make me a household name, which is what you need for longevity. You know, look at TikTok. TikTok is the reigning current platform. It will not always be that way. With society and with the way that social media works, TikTok is having its years. You know, it's not like a one-year or two-year thing. It'll have its relevancy and its moment for several years, but eventually that will fade away like it did for MySpace, like it's done for Facebook, like it's done for Instagram and Snapchat and, and YouTube, uh, it, a new and thing blogging, will, right? Like even like the, yeah, exactly. in, you know, you know. a new thing will come and be the next big thing that everybody's doing and everybody is talking about. But if you have 10 million followers on TikTok, but nobody outside of TikTok has a clue of who you are, you will not be able to sustain success. Hmm. You need to be bigger than any one app and you need to be able to also create success on all of the other social platforms. Some people might disagree with me. They might say, oh, if you're doing things well on TikTok, Just focus on TikTok. No, if things are going well for you on TikTok, you've got to be on all of the other apps, making sure you're you're driving traffic to your pages there, making sure you're collecting emails or or phone numbers, getting user data, creating a real faithful audience that will follow you wherever you may go. Because, I mean, it, it, it happens over and over and over again. Look at the, you know, it's tw- almost 2023 now. Look at the top YouTubers of 2012. Not a single one of the top YouTubers of 2012 are still relevant, with the exception of maybe PewDiePie. He's like the only one that's been able to hold on to that. All of the other ones 
have gone by the wayside for a variety of reasons. The algorithm changing, people growing up and being bored of you, not reinventing enough, becoming lazy, whatever it might be. Right. You know, I would not wish a life as a creator on social media to my worst enemy. And I pray, <laughs> wow. I pray that my children don't want to do it because in order to sustain success and have true longevity, you need to have an unhealthy work ethic. Like it needs to be all consuming. Yeah. And mm. I don't think a lot of people are willing to put in the amount of work it takes to sustain a successful career in social media for decades. Sure. Mm. So, you, you know, you're as you're you're covering famous people and fame in Hollywood. How did you deal with fame yourself when, you know, as it got bigger, bigger, bigger? I mean, you, you've been dealing with it now, like you said, for 20 years. But how was that initial boom for you and how did you handle it? You know, I didn't have to deal with it because it dealt with me. <laughs> Meaning it, you know, I, 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 I consider myself a spiritual person. Um, I, I believe, I believe everything in life happens for a reason and in a season and uh, life teaches you lessons. And there was a reason why I achieved success the way I did because during my come up, even though people were enjoying what I did, I was still incredibly disliked as well. So that helped not to take myself too seriously. My, my, can we curse on your podcast? Go ahead. My shit stinks. You know, when I go take a poo, my shit stinks, just like everybody else's. <laughs> there are some people, though, who, who, who really drink the Kool-Aid, as they say, mm -hmm. and they think their shit doesn't stink. But everybody's shit stinks. Everybody is, I believe everybody's an equal. I'm Beyonce is not any more special than me. She probably thinks she is, but she's not. Beyonce is not any more special than you. You know, I think we're all special. We all are of value in this world. And having achieved success the way I did, uh, it really kept me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any celebrities in particular that you love to get a story about or maybe the opposite where it's like, oh, I can't stand doing stories about this and what? Well, I kind of want to go with that is as weird as it sounds recently, I was on your Instagram. You talked about the Chrisley family and I don't know why. I mean, I don't like reality TV to begin with, but there's something extra special about them getting bankrupt and going into jail because uh, to this day, I'm still like, I don't know why they're popular. Don't get it. So I'm just wondering if anybody in particular, it was like, yes, I love it. No, I don't want to cover them. Um, I am a man of the people and even if I don't like for example I don't like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette I don't watch those shows I think it's so fake I think it's so bad 
but my audience is overwhelmingly female and i know that they do like the bachelor and the bachelorette so i give them that content even though i personally don't like it so you know um it's a fine balance of covering what i want what i think is juicy uh but also making sure that i'm giving the people what they want Give us a give us a look behind the curtain in a, in a day in the life of Perez Hilton, longtime influencer, and how he stays up to date on what's going on. Like, okay, so you you wake up, you got you want to make some content. What are we doing? Are we calling people to find what's going on? Are we just reading the headlines? Are we gossiping with whoever we can? Give us like a average day for you and and, and your workflow. Well, there is no average day. And that's one of the things I love about what I do. Right. You know, it might sound Mm. cheesy, but I really compare what I do to a surfer. Uh, If you are a real, I mean, there's, there is no real surfer, but if you're like somebody who is passionate about surfing, Mm -hmm. you get out there and you surf every day. And some days you're going to have big waves And some days you're going to have small waves and some days you're going to have no waves, but you still get out there every day and you try to improve and you enjoy it. Even on days where there's little to no waves. And I, and I feel so truly grateful that almost 20 years later, I still wake up and I still enjoy what I do. That's not to say that sometimes I'm so overworked. I need a break. I just have had my my full of everything um, and I don't love all the things that I do, but I'm able to provide for my family, which is a real responsibility and a blessing. So I wake up every morning, even if I'm tired and the first thought in my brain, cheesy as it sounds, but it's like, how thankful I am that I'm alive, that I'm healthy, and that I could still do this all these years later. Sure. Yeah. With, with your sources, when you get information, how much do you have to vet it considering lawsuits and items like that out of curiosity? That's a good question. I've definitely become even more cautious as the years have gone on. Not that I was reckless when younger, but as I've learned the hard way, even if you are correct and have airtight, rock solid information, somebody could still sue you mm. as a tactic to hurt you, to try to get you to settle, whatever it might be, even if you're accurate. I've learned the hard way that the legal system in this country does not favor the truth. It hmm. favors those with the most amount of money. <laughs> yeah, it favors more green. Often, yeah. More often than not, the person who is richer will get their way and win, even if they're not in the right. <laughs> what uh, what keeps you going in this? Do you still do you still love? Do you still what love it? Go- yeah, or is what it more of it's going per- is providing need yeah i don't have f you money in the bank right i have three children that i need to support i have my sure. mother that i also support 
and my sister who works with me. So that's five people whose livelihood is tied to my ability to earn. Yeah. That's and I'm a single parent. So that's a lot of pressure and responsibility on one person. And thank God I am in therapy <laughs> and I have a wonderful therapist and I know that I'm doing my best. I'm I'm doing my best. Sure. I, I guess my my question was also what keeps your like I'm sure there's days you wake up and you're just like I don't care about this anymore. Like like everyone goes through. Like I I can't do it today. But like, what keeps you interested in the the celebrity life, the entertainment life, and have like are you tempted to go in in different directions or create creative processes and and do other things? Oh yeah, I mean I definitely want and am trying to diversify, and I have. And, you know, like, I've been doing this so long that I've already done everything. Right. You know, like, a decade ago, I gambled on the liquor space. And unfortunately, my gamble did not pay off because the liquor company that I thought was going to make it big didn't. Mm. Um, I started last year a, um, uh, a company, you can check it out, called MyTrue10.com. So hopefully that does well. Uh, if you're curious, just go to the website and check it out. Okay. Uh, I'm doing more acting. I was in a Christmas movie that came out in December. Oh, nice. Uh, VH1. I have a horror film that comes out next year. Okay. So I would love to do even more acting. Um, and listen, I'm like Joan Rivers. You know, Joan Rivers is one of my biggest inspirations in life, even from beyond the grave. You know, if she taught me anything, it is the power of the yes. Like, there was no opportunity too small for her if it paid and if she got her quote. You know, if they, they met her rate, she would do it. Right. It didn't matter if it was mm. the opening of a little shop in a, in a strip mall. Like, you know, I used to have myopic vision when I was younger, but now I realize work gets you more work and just the necessity of having to earn if i didn't have kids and dependents it you know my life would be very different but i do so you do what you need to do as a parent and i'm a great father i'm sure um you know i'm thinking about you as you're, as you're talking about that and, and you've seen the full swing of where you needed uh, you, you know to become famous, you used to need the backing of whoever, networks or, or you know, representation and whatnot. And now we're in a time where so many people are doing so many amazing things on their own. It's almost like punk rock again. <laughs> you know, DIY, you have all these tools at your hand. Do you think this is like, is that part of a reason too that you can, you can stay relevant and, and stay doing all these fun things that you want to do because you have these tools now at your hands? Because you started with, you basically started your own thing 20 years ago and now it's way easier to just make content. No, the only reason I'm still around is because of that unhealthy work ethic. Gotcha. It's really mm. all about that. You know, a lot has changed since I started nearly 20 years ago. You know, it, it, it can be somewhat easier to just stumble upon success, to luck your way into virality. But while that could happen, and I would love that for you all, you will not 
sustained success, as I said, without an incredible work ethic. Mm. Now, you, you've you always said in recent interviews you've changed a lot from the early days of Perez Hill. And can you name anyone in particular that you made up with in that time where it's just like so fulfilling, where you're like, I can't believe we, we can cope, concede together? Absolutely. So many people, but perhaps... One of the most memorable moments was in 2010 when I got into a, when I was assaulted by the uh, manager of the Black Eyed Peas and Will I Am and I got into a heated argument. Uh, in fact, that memoir, my, my autobiography at PerezHiltonBook.com, the the foreword is that moment. I, I opened the book with that incident. And I'm so happy that both Will I Am and Fergie, both of them have made peace with me, and I'm cool with all of them. Awesome. You know, I would love nothing more than to be able to have moments like that of like karma cleansing and just healing with anybody in my past that I may have wronged, but in you know that that doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, Perez, it's thank you so much for giving us some time today it, it's it's very like uh inspiring to have someone like you on because you know we we do this show by ourselves produced it by ourselves for the last nine years eight years whatever it is. so it's very it's always interesting to hear from people who, who really did it on their own and kind of found their own way and they're still passionate about what they do and um honest about what they do and the struggle uh you know the the black and white of it the great things and the terrible things of having such a a, a drive and whatnot. So I want to thank you for, for coming on and giving us some time. Um, what, what, before we go, what current things are you working? I know you said the horror movie and the movie you were just in. Is there anything else that fans should be looking forward to? My true 10.com. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully if I say nothing, it'll just pique people's curiosity. <laughs> and Ooh. I'm such a marketer that I had bought both spellings. So if you go to mytruth10.com <laughs> or if you spell it out, they both take you to the same place. What if you can't My spell true? T-R-U. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm just working, you know, just working on being even happier. I believe that life, happiness takes work. You know, you just can't sit back and hope that you're a happier person. You have to work at it, right. make changes. Be present, evaluate, reevaluate. So I want to just be even happier. That's awesome. Final question for you tonight. Uh, for what I saw, Katy Perry surprised you on your birthday by coming in on an elephant to sing you happy birthday. Is that correct? That is correct. That was the best <laughs> party I've ever been to. Okay. <laughs> the reason I ask is, is Scott's 40th is coming up in two months. So how do I book her? I got one more year. I got one uh, more year. <laughs> um, if for the price for the if the price is right, I'm sure she'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell her I, we, we know you now. Maybe we can get like a discount yeah. on the the elephant ride. <laughs> Perez, thank you so much, man. Uh, stay safe out there. Keep doing what you're doing. And we hope to have you on in the future with when you got more projects coming on. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. The one and only Perez Hilton. Mike, if you were to um, to beef with a celebrity online, 
um, who, who are you going to go after? Who am I going to go after? That's an interesting thing. Um, it's likely it will be some kind of like a reality TV show. Sorry, like I brought up in the interview, like I couldn't stand uh, the Chrisley knows best. John Chrisley to this day, I can't figure out why that guy was popular enough to get a show. So I'm kind of glad us people in Georgia has put him in jail for like 12 years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could see myself beeping with like Jersey Shore people or something like that. Oh, the old like, Burlo Snooky back and forth. I'd probably more go after like a situation or something like that. Well, he, he's cleaned up. He's sobered up. He's like six years sober now or something like that. Yeah, still, it should be 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. when, if once you he, took care of your life, you'd have a better chip right now. But no, once he's 10 years, you'll drop the beef and you guys will you'll, you'll, squash, well, yeah. you'll squash it. Yeah. We'll, I like that we'll I said meet up on the shore and just you know fist bump and we'll call it a day. I like that I said drop the beef when squash the beef was like right there for the. Uh, well, that sounds like a new verby T-shirt, Scotty. Verbal <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. We drop the beef. <laughs> I think I, we're, I mean other than Skip Bayless, um, I <laughs> I don't know who I would beef with. I I I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like me and Kevin Smith could have had a nice beef for a while, you know. Really? I don't know. I just feel like his movies fell off, and all he talks about is pot all the time. And um, I didn't see Clerks, though. I do want to see see that. And I do listen to Tell Him Steve Day, which is, you know, his boys. Uh, so maybe I wouldn't beef with Kevin Smith. But I think it's his dumb face and his dumb hockey jerseys that he has to wear every single time um, that, that, that gets me going. I do remember, like, going back to the whole reality TV show thing. He had this comic book man, which yep. I, the show I couldn't stand. Like, I remember talking to a comedian who was running a show down, I think, right around Red Bank. And he, yep. as I, like, told him, I, I can't stand the show. And he kind of looked at me. He's like, uh, I, I kind of like him because they had me on their show oh, to nice. do some stuff. Uh, I was kind of like. You know, good for you. I mean, it's good publicity, but I'm, yeah. I'm not, if you tell me to go watch the show, I'll tell you no. Yeah, it was a mindless show. I The only reason I kind of liked it is because I like uh, Walter and Brian Johnson and Brian Quinn's podcast, uh, Tell Him Steve Day, which I still yeah. listen to. I think it's a great podcast. But anyway, I don't really have any true celebrity beefs. And uh, very, very, very happy. Nobody that passed away you have a beef with, Scott? Um, no. Uh, I mean... I feel like if they passed away in the beef, I won. Um, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, very glad to have Perez Hilton on. Um, just a fantastic interview. So, all right, Mike, what do we got? Yeah, well, I'm going to segue from that last statement I had very casually put in there about celebrities we lost, Scott, because it's the new year, Scott. It's time for our tournament. It's our little March Madness of celebrity deaths. It's our little game we I like to call God Complex. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you 32 celebrities that passed away in 2022. We got a little bracket set up like March Madness, and Scott's going to decide who's coming back if he had the choice. We've I, had some great winners in the past come back to life thanks to Scott. Yes, yes. Um, I do find it odd that... I have to play God complex, and you're the one with a God complex. I don't really 
understand the role here. Well, I named the game after me, so it makes perfect sense. Oh, so I'm like, oh, so playing, I'm playing, playing you. All these yeah. years, I'm sitting in your shoes. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you a little taste of what it's life in the life of me. So there you go. I did not. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> um, so we, I have brought back the likes of the ones I can remember: Tom Petty. Um, I thought I brought back Kimbo Slice, and you revealed to me I brought back John Glenn, the astronaut, which I do do remember. That was a great final where we were just (laughs) laughing our rear ends off, like, who would decide this? (laughs) I'm kind of going back. I'm bringing Kimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Last year, I know, was DMX. Uh, Mm. I I believe it was a DMX Norm MacDonald final. Um, Ah, yes, uh, yeah. (laughs) And then the year before, Little Richard, and then I don't know how many years we've done it. So um, those are the ones yeah. I, I could recall. One of these days we'll get a website and we'll have like the winners yeah. and the runners. Up. Yeah, I, I texted you before. I said soon enough we'll be able to have a tournament of champions. Um, if we yeah. keep, keep going here. <laughs> I mean, once we get to eight, yeah, we can definitely do it. So you know, <laughs> fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. Keep listening. Now let me let me preface some of uh, what happens here. Now, a lot of times there are names that. I would love, um, but sometimes I go with a train of thought. Like last year, I was listening back. I was really going with the train of thought, like who would be amazing to have on the podcast. Um, uh, and sometimes I have to knock somebody I really like off because of that reason, or I knock someone off because two of my two people I really wanna uh, I wanted to see in life, and maybe I saw that person, or I never got to see this person, or, or vice versa in concert, or or whatever it is. So the train of thought, it really, it's really about the matchups, um, um, how it comes down. It's never, there's never been one time yet where I was like, this guy is definitely going to win. Um, I also always forget who died the year, so um, Burlo always pumps in a whole bunch of guys that I totally forgot about. Um, so it really the little Richard year you. <laughs> Did not even know, and you were shocked that yep. he won. <laughs> I, I stand by that. I, I would love to get little Richard on the show. I mean, we had a uh, what's his face on? Uh, what was the possum guy we had? Uh, possum? Oh, possum meat. Oh, I'd have to look at He up. was great. Um, I forget. <laughs> he just put out like another album or something and one like. He got a Grammy or something like that. Anyway, Mike, we uh, we were able to uh, get obtain a sponsor for the whole tournament. What? Um, yep. They, they re- I reached out, told them the tournament was happening, and they wanted to be mentioned in the um, in the cast. They're going to sponsor the podcast, so it's big news for us. Um, so I'm going to read the copy real quick. Uh, All right. So today's tournament is brought to you by MB's Winter Spicy Wine. Delicious organic red based wine loaded with the spiciest of peppers. Try our new seasonal flavors today uh, Poblano Chianti, Jalapeno Merlot, and Ghost Pepper Cabernet are just a few of the offerings that you and your loved one could sip on and sweat out together this cold winter. Visit hotasswine.com today and enter promo code Shenanigans for 20% instant discount today. Once again, that's MB's Spicy Wine. Huh. Sounded kind of familiar. I don't know. They contacted Anybody me. I didn't know. Um, I don't know. Spicy wine sounds like an interesting 
concept. I'm not sure what a great concept it is, but hey, go check it out. Tell us your reviews. Uh, if you know, if you want to find out how to get some, just email us and we'll we'll guide you on the right path. So thank you, MB's uh, spicy wine. Oh, yeah, glad to have him on board. Yep. All right, Scott. Uh, pick a number between one and four. Okay. And we'll figure out the brackets from there. Okay. I'm going to start start it from the bottom. Now we're here. We're going to go with number four. We're going to go, okay. or I guess that could be the top. Depend, uh, four. We're going with four. We'll go with four, which is kind of the miscellaneous group in oh. here, Scott. I mean, there could be some that fall into other categories, but... It's kind of one of those, I made my brackets, usually sports, music, and acting, and then I have a little miscellaneous for whoever's left over. Okay. All right. <clears throat> First round. Comedian matchup here, Scott. Mm. Bob Saget versus Gilbert Gottfried. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I, listen, uh, let's start here. So Gilbert, I don't know how old he was when he was passed, but he was certainly up in his years, right? So there's always that factor that comes into the tournament. Um, the, you know, if someone's lived a long life, you're kind of like, okay, they, they got a long life. Bob, um, I think he was in his 60s, um, something like that. Uh, so, he, you know, he had more years to give um, to the planet. Um, now, Bob Saget is, was very... Like, it was very revered. Uh, people loved him. Um, they were always like, his whole shocking thing was like, I'm the, I'm the dad from Full House, and here's my, like, you know, cringy blue humor. Um, whereas Gilbert, he was cringy blue dark humor since the, uh, you know, since he was around. Okay. Um, so it, I was never the biggest Bob Saget fan. I'm, I'm going to admit that. Mm. I was never the biggest Bob Saget comedy guy. Did I watch Full House? Yeah. I mean, I watched Full House, but I wouldn't be like, oh, that's that's enough for me to keep. Whereas Gilbert, Gilbert, I, I saw do a lot of local shows um, in Jersey and, and whatnot. And I know a lot of comics who got to perform with him. And I was always like in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe we can get Gilbert at tap house one night or, or something like that and we never really got to get that opportunity so in this first round um matchup here a tough one very similar matchup um I, i'm gonna go with gilbert godfrey i'm gonna bring him back for one for one more ride one very loud ride definitely definitely okay who, who would you go in that one i'd probably go the same I, I have to agree with you. I wasn't the hugest Bob Saget stand-up fan. It just seemed like one note with the whole, ha it's dirty, and he's supposed to be the nice dad and everything. Um, Gilbert, I remember like watching him on US Up All Night. He, he's done so many characters on TV and movies, so I would definitely keep him around. All right. Okay. Barbara Walters. Mm, recent, real recent, coming in and down yep. the clock. Yeah. Yep. Versus the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> wow. So you see, this is an example of a matchup that's really polar opposites, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Now, see, I also like to think of us like 
I've been offered every year to be in a death pool, and I refuse to do it because I, I just feel like it's just bad karma. Like, people almost root. Exactly. Like, a death happens, and people are like, yeah, I got points, you know. Um, we're kind of the reverse death pool here. Yes, you think we're, about we're, it. we're bringing someone back. Um, exactly. I, I do have to choose between them. Now, um, Voice of Batman, um, that's pretty cool. Um, we've had a lot of voice actors on a show. Uh, the Kool-Aid Man. Um, uh, I, oh, did all the uh, Thundercats and uh, numerous other TV yeah, shows. Tony the Tiger. We've had, we've had a couple mm. on. Um, now, I didn't really watch the animated series too much. I know people love it. Um, the Batman boy. I know people really love it. Um, Barbara Walters. Now, here's a woman who... Now I think about the podcast, right? I think about who would be amazing to talk to. Um, and, I mean, this woman had like 60 years of experience interviewing basically everyone. Like if we were going to have Barbara Walters on the show, I feel like we could prep for, for weeks thinking about what questions we'd ask her in the half hour we'd, we'd have her and Easily. whatnot. So I got to go with Barbara Walters on this one. Okay. Makes sense right there. Okay. Next one, the comedian Gallagher, the watermelon smashing comedian, mm-hmm. versus uh, basically the the man behind the Ghostbusters series, Ivan Reitman. Okay. Um. <laughs> Give it to me again. Gallagher, yeah, watermelon smashing comedian, yep, versus uh, filmmaker Ivan Reitman, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm gonna go. Ivan Parts. Yeah, when Gallagher died, we were we were talking like, um, you know, he always seemed like someone we would have had on the show. Easily, I, I I remember going out to him a couple times, hoping for something. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys who got kind of crazy in his old age. Um, he he had some like racially charged things, some uh, homophobic statements here and there, and I never thought he sounded like uh, the nicest guy in the world. He seemed a little he seemed a little off. Um, could be fun to talk to about his heyday though, when he was huge, and you'd see him on like the TV. In the middle of the afternoon on Saturday, smashing watermelons and whatnot. Now, Reitman, um, Ghostbusters, the the first one is one of my favorite movies. Um, still love it. Uh, I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife did a did a decent job. I, that was his son, I believe, that directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, decent job of trying to keep the charm alive a little bit. Um, film director wise, I, I would also say that. That's a category of people we haven't talked to that many of, directors um, and and film creators. Um, and just because Gallagher kind of seemed to peter off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep Reitman on this one. I'm going to keep Reitman okay. on this one. All right. Final one on the list, about the numbers, Queen Elizabeth II <laughs> versus Pope Benedict the 16th. Wow, we're going with some high royalty here on, on mm. either end. One of the Catholic Church, one of England. Um, I don't know, man. This this is the toughest one yet. Who do you go to? You go 
uh, uh, I got to talk to the queen on the podcast or tune in next week for the pope on the podcast. I mean, mm. this is uh, these might be two of the highest uh, highest figures we've had in this tournament as far as uh, title. Um, Possibly. Possibly. I mean, there's so much I want to know about the Pope. Like, what does he do during the day? What is the Pope's clothing like? Does he is the Pope ever just walking around in sweatpants and slippers, and then like he's got a meeting and he's got to go get that big hat on? Like, what is what's his deal? Yeah, where does he keep his staff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it always at arm's length? Yeah. Are they boozing in the Vatican? Like, are they having a party in there? They're like a walled off city, like to their own. But then you got the queen. How do you not talk to the queen? I mean, she's, she's, um, you know, she could possibly be what, like the last queen, you know, for a while? I, I guess. I don't know how this whole royalty thing works. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's probably like my first question if you brought her back and all. So, so what's this thing you do? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I've made my decision and, and I've made it on this basis. We already there's a pope currently ruling, right? He's t- he's doing mm-hmm. he, so, and then there's going to be another pope after him, and there's going to be another pope after him, and then another pope where they light up the black smoke and all this doodads and whatnot. Now, um, the queen, I'm not even sure if there's going to be a queen again. I don't again, I don't really know the royalty thing either. Uh, I know they're going to have a king, but I mean. She might be the last like queen or king like in England that actually mattered and had like some kind of pull and everyone knew her and everyone cared about her. So I'm gonna bring that queen back. Get her on. Okay. Get her on. All right. Sorry, Pope. As a- <laughs> That's a genuflect I mean- here, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, when he dies, at least he meets his boss. That's the way we gotta look at it. So. Exactly. He's just going where he wanted to this whole time. Yeah. All right. So we got bracket four. All set. Okay. We'll be coming to them later. Uh, one, two, or three, Scotty. Let's go with two. Let's split the difference and go two. with two. And again, right. let me remind everyone that this is uh, this tournament is brought to you by MB's Spicy Wine. MB's yeah. Spicy Wine, uh, winter spicy wine, delicious organic red based wines loaded with the spiciest of peppers. Yeah, it goes well with pastas you put in those big cheese wheels. What do you think of that idea, spicy wine? I, I think it could work. I mean, everybody has a different taste. I mean, hell, Mountain Dew's got a flaming hot flavor okay. out there right now. So that, mean, that's something not? you would uh, almost say, like, you would think of and maybe put your money behind it. I, I mean, it was a brilliant idea, whoever came up with it. I mean, that's my thought process. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's roll All into right. the next bracket. All right. We're in bracket two. This is music, Scott. Ooh, always a tough yep. one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to start off with uh, Loretta Lynn, one of the godmothers of country, versus Jerry Lee Lewis. Great balls of fire. Uh, I'm just going to make this one quick. I'm going right with Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, listen, I like I like some country tunes, especially older country tunes, you know, like the Cash Days and, and, and things like that. Uh, um, Chris Christopherson and all them. But... Uh, Listen, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I mean, that guy was a super character. Um, some credit him with creating much of modern rock and roll and, and, and whatnot. So I got to bring Jerry Lee right back on the podcast or right back to life so we could hang out and be friends. Okay. Olivia Newton-John oh, yeah. versus 
meatloaf. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, Olivia Lillian John was so cute back in her day. It's hard to, mm-hmm. hard to even picture Let's her gone. Physical. Yeah. Uh, meatloaf. We could, we could talk to him about his music career. We could talk to him about Fight Club. We could talk to him mm-hmm. about a bunch of different things. Paradise and the Dashboard Life. Uh, man, Olivia Newton John. Um, Proving. Both seem like verbally guests. Yeah, would love to be like, hey, this week we have Meatloaf on the cast. Uh, Fight Club being one of my favorite movies. But I, I'm, I guess I'll just go with the cuteness factor. I, I, I'm going to bring Olivia Newton-John. I'm sorry, Meatloaf. I don't know. Something about, was it Sandra from, from Greece? Is, was that the name yeah. of her? Yeah. Something about uh, having her on. And she was huge, big, you know, big uh, everybody's... Uh, favorite chick for a little while and in entertainment so i don't know i guess for no real reason other than hard time picturing her dead yeah i I think this is the first upset in my opinion of any of your picks so far so sometimes it's just stream of thought mike and 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 when those things happen meatloaf dies i don't don't know what to tell you yeah i hear you you. all right um the rapper aaron carter versus old school rapper coolio Oh, this is absolutely no brainer. This is the easiest one on the list. Aaron Carter. All right, typing. <laughs> Aaron Carter seemed like a bag of trash, uh, just riding his brother's Backstreet Boys coattails. Uh, he, I mean, it's unfortunate because the guy definitely had some mental illness and, and drug abuse going on. So I will say <laughs> that. But oh my god, you, I tried to get Coolio on this cast a bunch of times. Uh, you know. I, I I tried emailing his people, uh, tweeting, uh, messaging him on Instagram, I believe. Uh, I mean, how can you not get that guy? That, that's one you get on the cast. People are like, oh, man, I, I'm tuning in this week. Coolio, come on back. Okay. And if you thought that one was easy, wait I'm just for this thinking, one. I'm just thinking, like, can you imagine this ends with Coolio versus the Queen? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's half the fun of yeah, this yeah, right here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know it sounds dark, but sometimes we get the matches for like, dang, that's a good question. <laughs> but uh, I feel this one will be a faster answer. Fast, faster than Coolio Aaron Carter. Okay. Okay. First person, Naomi Judd versus possibly somebody we're going to be hearing deep in the rounds. Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, I knew that was coming somewhere on this list. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about it pretty openly on this cast. Probably as you're going to go through this tournament, he's probably going to be the one that I, I will say bothered me the most um, this year. The, I was, like many people are, pretty big Foo Fighters fans. I've seen them live, and I thought he just brought so much to the table as far as that band. People knew... Dave and then New Taylor. The other guys, you need to be a fan to kind of, you know, Pat Schmier from Nirvana and, and Chris Shifflett and, and whatnot. But um, Taylor Hawkins' death, when it happened, I don't know, something about it really bothered me. It's like, here's a guy who was on top of the world in music. People really respected him, and the outpouring was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Taylor Hawkins. No offense, Naomi. Yeah. I, I still remember, like, hearing the story when Foo Fighters were looking for a drummer. He was with uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. And they called him just for advice on who to get for a drummer. And he's literally like, yo, right here. Yeah. I want in. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And he just always okay. seemed, he's just a perfect case of you never know what's going on behind the scenes. He always seemed so happy and in it, and this was what he was born to do, and I don't know. Didn't make yeah. it. Okay, one or three, Scott? One. We're going with one. All right, that's our sports category. All right. All right. First on the bill, WWE Hall of Famer Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, versus longtime baseball announcer, voice of the Dodgers, Vin Scully. Ooh, tough one here. Tough one. Oh, man. I mean... I loved Razor Ramon as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and then the NWO days, and then right after that, I stopped watching. Um, I watched in that little peak period, whatever they call it, the Attitude Error. There you um, go. And he 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 seemed like he could have put been a been a fun person to talk to. Now, minus later in his life, I mean, I saw that like DDP documentary. Um, mm. He was a train wreck. Um, I don't know how much fun he would have been towards the end of his life um, with his problems and whatnot. Um, now, Vince Scully, how do we? How can I not bring him back? Like, what, imagine talking to him about just his the longevity of his career and what games he announced and his memories and whatnot. Um, we've had a couple announcers on, but. I mean, you're talking top two or three announcers in baseball yeah. history ever, or or maybe announcers, period. Um, I, I'm sorry to do this to the bad guy. I, I can't do – I'm sorry to do this to the bad guy, but I, I, would, I would love to talk to Vince Scully. There we go. The Immaculate Reception, mm. Franco Harris. And another late entry. Versus – the king of soccer, Pele. Yeah, and happened right after. These guys basically died within the same week of each other. Uh, Pretty much. A couple days, probably. Um, I, I'm a gigantic soccer fan. Um, I, uh, you know, I follow Premier League pretty closely, get really into the World Cups, et cetera, U.S. soccer. Uh, Franco Harris, I know the impact he had on the game from everything I hear. I heard Bill Burr talk about him the other night on his podcast because he met him and had dinner with him and said he's just a tremendous man. And um, it just seems that everybody respected him, loved him. But slightly before my time of watching sports, uh, Hmm. a little bit, you know, you see the clips. We all seen the clip 8,000 times on every NFL films, tops, whatever, you know. Um, But... uh, I think I'm going to have to go the other way because Pele is regarded as the greatest soccer player of all time. Um, you know, now we have a couple other guys we, we can consider, but he changed the game. He made the game global, including in the United States, uh, you know, with the Cosmo, you know, uh, and whatnot. So I, I got to go. I got to go with Pele here. Okay. Hockey legend Guy Lafleur mm. versus Boxing referee and celebrity deathmatch voice, Mills Lane. Oh, God, tough one. Another tough one here. Just for the the two different ways talking to them or hanging out with them would be, right? Mills mm-hmm. Lane in the ring with the baddest people on earth, um, you know? Uh, I think he also had, like, a reality show where he was a judge, if I recall. Sounds vaguely familiar. Um, and then... Guy Lafleur, uh, this gentleman, all-time hockey great, Stanley Cup champion, um, 
I'm going to go. I'm not going to make this one long-winded. We've had two Stanley Cup champions on the podcast, so I do. We have some experience talking about that. We've never had a. Uh, well, we did have Earl Hebner on. He was a referee, but this mm-hmm. is a real referee in yeah. the highest of competitions. And uh, I guess I go Mills Lane on this one. Okay. No slight there, but he just seems. I don't know. Maybe the conversation might be more interesting. Final one in sports. Bill Russell, Celtics legend, versus former Commanders quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Ah, listen, my instantly a, I think Dwayne Haskins like died way, 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 way too young. Um, I mean, was he 26 or so 25? I don't know. You know, low I point. think it was 24. Ugh. You know, career never didn't pan out. Still had time to be. He could have, you know, he could have become Geno Smith, who's, who killed it this yeah. year. Uh, who knows? Um, so that reason, incredibly sad. I would love to bring him back. But how do I not bring back, what is he, 10-time champion or something like that, Bill Russell? I don't know. He's 11. 11-time champion, one yeah. of the all-time greats. I'm sorry, Dwayne, but just the yeah. the iconic status of talking to Bill Russell or bringing him back, I got, I got to bring Bill Russell back. Just talking to him about what's it like like putting Wilt Chamberlain in his place. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I forgot. Right. I for, Up until that moment, I forgot Bill Russell died. Yeah. All right. Our final round is acting. Sorry. Um, I hate to interrupt you here, but I just wanted to remind everybody that uh-huh. this tournament, uh, God Complex, is brought to you uh, by MB's Winter Spicy Wine, delicious organic red-based wines loaded with the spiciest of peppers. Poblano Chianti, Mike. What do you what, what do you think about Poblano Chianti? I think it would pair delicious. I mean, Poblanos are always... The spicy, but not over too much. Added with that smooth uh, flavor of the wine. I, I think that's a winner, Scott. Well, if that's the case, just visit hotasswine.com and enter the promo code shenanigan for a 20% discount. Uh, continue. I hope that is a real site. Yeah, yeah. Really- it is real. They contacted oh, okay. me. I know. I know. I mean, maybe they're still building the site. First, first you're, you're trying to tell people that Johnny Mr. Robbins was some kind of gag and that you didn't contact him. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And, and now, now this is a gag. Week. We have a sponsor for once. Can you not scare right. them away? All right. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. been a couple, you know, it's been a little while since we had a decent sponsor here. All right. All right, acting category to finish it out round one here, Scott. Mm-hmm. Ray Liotta Oof. versus versus Anne Heche. Sorry, Anne, you got to go. Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas, my top three movies of all time, and he seemed like a real lunatic to talk to. So um, we'll get some chantics. We'll we'll sit down and have a conversation, and uh, I got to go Ray, Ray Liotta. Anne Heche, I don't know really anything about her besides that her and Ellen were a thing. That's all I remember. Yeah. I know she was in some movies. Couldn't tell you one. Mm. Kirstie Alley versus Nichelle Nichols of Star Trek. Again, a horror. Um, this seems this seems like a a one v eight kind of matchup in this uh, you know bracket. Uh, how do I not talk to Kirstie Alley? I mean, we're going back to what Cheers was that her debut? Uh huh. Yeah. And, and then everything she did after, um, I think she was supposed to be like a pretty comical person. Um, I'd imagine that'd be a really kick-ass interview. Um, 
so once again, sorry, that that's like a powerhouse. Um, we haven't seen too many powerhouse matchups in this tournament. Um, no. So, curse the alley. All right. So you like Goodfellas, you said, Scott? Love it. Okay. Uh, Tony Sirico mm-hmm. versus Paul Sorvino. Oof. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's Paul Paul Sorvino, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's true. Listen, how do, this is another one. I guess I got to go by... Ah oh, man, more by ah, Paul. He's such an iconic character. Done so much. This is like, uh, see, this is definitely like a four or five matchup in the middle where mm-hmm. you know it's it's tight and similar. Um, this was similar to the opening batch with with Godfrey and Saget. Very, you, you know, similar, and the fact that they were friends. Um, I'm just gonna go with my gut here. And I'm going to go with, uh, I got to go with uh, Uncle Paul, you there. Um, he go. I know he goes way back into, I think he was in, I think he was in like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Like the, like he, I remember him in a bunch of weird things. I, I guess I'll go with Paulie. Okay. And the final one in this round, Jason David Frank. The white and green ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for clarifying. I, I was drawing a blank on who he was. Yep. Yeah. Versus Angela Lansbury. Ooh. Now, the Power Ranger right away sounds like someone we would have had on our show at some point. Easily. Um, in fact, I'm kind of surprised we haven't had a, a, a Power Ranger on the show. Angela Lansbury. Um, Again, Murder She Wrote. Uh, never really into it. Um, I remember being Mrs. Potts. Oh yeah, yeah, Mrs. Potts. Ooh, no, you, you just made that a little harder. Uh, being an animated character and whatnot, Angela Lansbury. Um, but I'm going for the sake of maybe something I would get into. Um, I'm going to save the Power Ranger, um, okay. Angela Lansbury. I felt like she lived a pretty long life, right? She was old when we were. Yeah. 93, I want to say. Okay. All right. Sorry, Angela. I feel like you lived a good one. No offense to you, but um, I'm going to have to go with the Power Ranger. Jason. All right. Scott, we're done with our first round and all. What are your Oof. thoughts so far? Uh, thoughts so far, I one thing that is surprising me, um, usually in the back of my head, I kind of have two or three that... Um, I think might make it to the finals. I don't have a clear cut one here. Um, My heart might be tied to one, but it's really going to depend on some of the matchups that come here. There are some monster icons in this left in this tournament that um, their status might overpower my heart. if, If that makes any sense. I feel you. I feel you. So, all right. I'm feeling, feeling god like being god's hard you know i feel like i'm snubbing people i feel like people are gonna not agree with my decisions uh people are gonna be like how could you you know do this i'm gonna have the our italian listeners mad at me because i i chose the wrong good fellow um you know but you remind them you're you and they gotta deal with it right that's true that's true yeah just stand there you go right you get in the grass scott all right round two right here um I'm going to just go right into sports. 
where you have Bill Russell mm. versus Mills Lane. Mm. <clears throat> All right. Unfortunately, um, I think this is where Mills's run in the tournament is going to end. Um, mm. I think he's paired. Again, this is a case of icon versus cool personality, quirky, yeah. really interesting, of course. But how do how do I how do I not talk to an eleven time NBA champion? I mean, we had Earl yeah. on the other day, and that was fantastic. I can't imagine what talking to Bill would be like. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah, Mills was that 14 C that got excited to get out of the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then life. It yeah. comes down. To yeah, it. they ran into Duke um, yeah. too early. Mm. Now, the other matchup in sports is Pele versus Vin Scully. Again, we this is this year had some very iconic names. Like every year I feel like there's a couple names you got to remind me of who they are. Um this has barely happened this tournament. There might have been one where I had to be reminded. I got to go um I, I got to get rid of Vince here. Um, mm. I think Pele is just so iconic of an athlete where Vince is so iconic of a, an announcer. Um, and in weighing that, I got to go with the athlete, one of the greatest of all time. So I got to go Pele. Okay. Okay. We're done with sports now. Let's move down the music. Olivia Newton-John versus Jerry Lee Lewis. Does Olivia's cuteness get her by one more round, or do I go with Jerry Lee, one of the mm. the personalities in the in that early rock and roll, the piano, the look, the um, yeah? I think I just talked myself into it. I'm sorry, but Olivia's cuteness and and loveliness and um, always seemed like a great person, but I think Jerry Lee's got to make it one more round. Okay, possibly a tough matchup here. Taylor Hawkins versus Coolio. Why you got to do this? Why why they got to be on the same side of the bracket here? I mean, we could have had DMX and then Coolio winning the next year. I mean, that, that's quite a run. Um, Where the brackets go, buddy? Yeah. Um, body of work. Um. You know, Coolio, I don't know, you know, had some real fun songs, but longevity-wise, you know, he's a guy that popped up on some reality shows here and there. Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, one of the drummers, which what I think was the last arena rock band. Um, I got I to gotta push Taylor Hawkins through here. I'm sorry, Coolio. Okay. I'm rest in Gangster's Paradise, please. Mm. All right, so we're done with that. Uh, before I continue, Scott, I, I forgot to... Uh... We, we actually got a second round uh, sponsor. For no, show. we didn't. Yeah, we did. All right. There's All right. another gonna... sponsor on this show? Yeah, yeah. Why it, didn't you it, tell it... me before? <sighs> you know, we got into the brackets, and I was so shocked by the spicy wine, and I was ordering it online with the promo code. I forgot to tell you. Sorry. sorry. Wow. All right. I'm excited. Another sponsor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, play the commercial here. Oh, no. Driveway covered with snow? Shovels destroy your back and are tiring. Snow cats are dangerous. And neighborhood kids ask for too much money. Just say 
Snow Way, the revolutionary snow melting invention that allows you to melt the snow one cup at a time. Each kit comes with a cup, cup adhesive, wood, and our patented snow melting machine. Have hours of fun with the family as you melt the time away. Some assembly required. Wow. So we're sponsored by a... So let me get this this straight. I I mean, it sounds like an interesting product. It is the winter, um, getting Mm -hmm. snow in here in Jersey. So this is a device where you melt one cup of snow at a time. Yeah, but it's hours of family fun, as they told you. Because, you know, first you assemble snow away, and then you get to melt the snow away. And then, like, think of all the usage with that cup of water. So you can I melt mean, it, melt it, and you you could drink. You could use it for a science experiment. You could yeah use it to wash your hands, maybe or put maybe your pa- like you make a little prank where you put the cup on top of a of a door, and the dad opens the door, and the water falls on him, and everybody laughs at him. And then, then think about how many times you could do it to him again. You just go back outside <laughs> and <laughs> just yeah. Uh, it, it's hours of entertainment there, Scott. I am I am very proud to be uh, associated with, with Snow Way. Um, sounds kind of like an impractical idea that maybe someone came up with in, like, fifth grade, maybe, for, like, a science fair or, or something like that. But uh, I, mean, um, I mean, I think this is well thought out. I think it, this was, like, way smarter than their time, Scott. Huh. Just think about it. after you're outside in the cold, melting snow, and you got to come in for a little while. Mm-hmm. You pour yourself... MB's winter spicy wine for yourself for yourself a nice ghost pepper cabernet. Again, go to hotasswine.com today and enter the promo code shenanigans for 20% off. I mean, these are some great products, Scott. I mean, I am very proud that they're a part of the team. And please, please support them because we need God knows we need to make some money. So easily. So, easily. Well, wow, that's great. All right. Continue with the second round. Ray Liotta versus Kirstie Alley. Um, don't. I'm not having super struggle with this one. Um, I think I gotta. I gotta bring Ray back. I, I think there's more we need to know about Ray. There's more I wanted to hear from Ray, I, and I would love to, to to pick his brain on the podcast um, about his up and down career. So uh, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Kirsty. Ray's moving on. Okay, and in the. Second part of this bracket, we have Paul Sorvino versus Jason David Frank. A Power Ranger versus a Goodfella. And now, what happens if I pick Paul and we have a Goodfellas matchup going into the finals here? Like, what's crazy is I left a Goodfella out of the brackets. (laughs) James Kahn also passed away this year. Wow, James Kahn didn't make the cut. Wow. Man. James Conn would have been a good one too. Um, you know what? I think. I think <laughs> we. I don't want. We, we don't want too many Italians in the tournament. Um, oh, okay. you know, it's just we don't. It's too Italian heavy. We're gonna get it from Ray. We're gonna get it. You know, we're gonna let him carry that torch because you know what? I want to talk to a Power Ranger. I want to know what it was like being part of that terrible production that was the power rangers so i'm going with the green ranger the white ranger whatever he was uh hmm. upset city right there i'm going uh uh-huh. like early 2000s gonzaga we're talking about right now yeah <laughs> right here and the final 
uh, the miscellaneous category, Gilbert Gottfried versus Barbara Walters. Oof. Oof. Both had nice, nice long lives. Um, mm-hmm. Gilbert, legend, comic. Um, but I think Gilbert's time is coming to an end here. Just for the length of experience um, and the interesting stories I'm sure that woman had. Um, and God knows what the behind the dirt. I would love to hang out with her at a bar and be like, look, let's, let's have a couple IPAs, me and you, Barbara. And tell me something. You got to tell me something crazy. You've interviewed like presidents and God, you know, give me something. Who's who's the worst? Who's unbearable? Who's cool? Like all that kind of stuff. I got I to gotta bring Barbara back. Ivan Reitman versus Queen Elizabeth II. Got to go to the Queen here. I got to go to the mm-hmm. Queen. Um, again, iconic status. Um, I have a Queen on rather than a guy who directed a couple good movies. This is the Queen of England, which might carry mm. her through the final four hour. I don't know. Ah, that's a good one. All right. Round two is over again. Brought to you by Snowway. Some assembly required. Hours of fun with your fa- friends and family. It says, well, two sponsors, one. I can't wait to see what we have. Maybe this will spur like the next couple weeks. You get a couple sponsors mm-hmm. on here. There we go. Yeah. No. All right, Scott. We got uh, we got eight people mm-hmm. remaining here. We're almost done here. We got this Bill gets, Russell. This is where it gets tough. Yeah, because now we got two legends in sports. Coming out of the sports bracket, is it Bill Russell or Pele? Do I go with maybe the most accomplished basketball player of all time, right? As far as trophies. Mm-hmm. Most accomplished can be technically underrated. If you think about it, it's true. It's true. Does he have the most? He's got the most, right? In NBA, he's got the most rings. But like, yeah. anytime people say you're top ten, right? At best, he's like eight or nine. Yes. And then there's Pele, World Cups, international. Like, you know, he he was a conduit for the game all over the world. You know, iconic superstar. Whereas Bill, here's what I'm going to go with, and here's my reasoning. All right, Bill Russell, ginormous in the United States, maybe Canada, maybe maybe a little bit overseas. Pele, gigantic in all <laughs> states, all countries, all you know, all continents, even um, global icon. Um, so just for the sake that maybe Pele's name might be bigger and, and get us listens all over the world, I gotta I I gotta get Pele in there. Okay. Oh, sorry, Bill. That was tough, man. Closing out music. Taylor Hawkins versus Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> now, do I go with my heart? Do I go with someone? The guy kind of bummed me out. The only celebrity death that really bothered me, I would say Chadwick Boseman bothered me last year as mm. far as like, my heart, you know, hurt. He was yeah. young. And, and he didn't win last year. He did not win. He did not win. I don't remember who he lost to. Maybe it was DMX. I don't remember. But, um, Spurs, Taylor Hawkins. Or do I go with an icon? 
a name that will in history go down bigger than Taylor Hawkins, Jerry Lee Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'm going with my heart. I'm going with my heart right here. I'm going to push Taylor Hawkins through at least for another round. Um, I thought he was going there for a minute. I thought he was going too, but I, 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 I dug deep and I, I went with my heart here. So I'm Taylor Hawkins. One more. All right. On the acting side, Ray Liotta or Jason David Frank. All right. <laughs> this is where like a team makes it pretty far. <laughs> And you're uh-huh. like, oh my god, they're in the, fu- the, the final eight. Sweet 16, yeah. yeah. Elite eight. <laughs> but I'm sorry. the uh, <laughs> Ray Liotta, I mean, come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. We could talk to him about so many things. And uh, the Power Ranger conversation is probably good for the 30 minutes on verbal shenanigans. Ray Liotta, we could have on for a year and probably fill up airtime and have no problem with it. So sorry to the Power Ranger Ray Liotta. Okay. And in a matchup where they probably talked to each other at some point. Yeah. Barbara Walters yeah. versus Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I was just thinking that this is a this is a match of age. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a match of women who have seen and done everything probably along the line. You know, I'm sure they've there's not many things. I'm sure those people didn't really go to the grave going, oh, man, I didn't live a full life, uh, you know. But we're going to pull out like we did for Pele and Bill Russell. Or we did for Pele and Bill Russell. We're going to go with iconic versus iconic in just one area. Like Barbara Walters, you know, huge in the United States. But the queen, I mean, that's like getting a president or a leader of a country on. Um, so I, I, I got to take Queen Elizabeth moving on. Okay. That was our third round. Now I'm thinking, can you imagine it was the Queen versus the Power Ranger? I mean, what? <laughs> Zoran, I need help. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We're down to our four, Scott. We're in the final four, huh? All right. We're in the final four right now. Oh, God. Uh, I think one side of the bracket's going to be torturous. Um, all right. Let's hear it. Okay. Ooh, you want right or left? I'll go with the right. So you have to decide between Ray Liotta and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 this is what makes this fun. Yeah. That statement. Um. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. If I say Ray Liotta, people are going to be like, how the hell did you turn down a queen? Mm-hmm. If I say the queen, all like my friends and people our age who love like Goodfellas and stuff are going to be like, screw that queen. It's Ray Liotta. Yeah. I wish we had a commercial break right now. Yeah, we do. Do we? Can you read? An, I, you have another sponsor? I, I, I do have a sponsor. Uh, I mean, as amazing as it sounds, we got a, a big summer blockbuster that's uh, signed on with us, Scott. What? Uh, yeah. 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 So we're, you, we're going from movies. one sponsor to three. I mean, from zero sponsors okay. to three in a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. All right. All right, Scott, brace yourself for what's coming this summer. Okay. The year is 2089. The world's prisons are overpopulated. The United States has no choice 
but to send the highest priority prisoners to the newest maximum security prison. They're sending me to the moon? The jails is full of arsonists, terrorists, killers, and some unfortunate framed by the government. Shit tight. Nobody leaves the moon. My foot's going to sit tight. Shoved up your... The president thought he took one step to get rid of his problems. But this gang of renegades will take a giant leap of freedom. David Harbour, Craig Robinson, Dave Patissa, Gal Gadot, <laughs> John Logazama, Burt Kreischer, Keegan Michael Key, Ed O'Neill, John Hamm, and John Stamos in Moon Jail. They'll fight you to the moon and back coming this summer. Moon Jail? Yeah. I mean, sounds this, like an interesting concept. That sounds brilliant. I mean, that cast is is unbelievable. I'm just... I know. Uh, it's stacked. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, screw Avatar 2. I want, I, I'm all in on Moon Jail, man. Who's, who, do you think, who do you think's the prisoner? Oh, uh, it's... Uh... Is Batista going to be the first like I, I strong like prisoner guy? Like I would say, like the crooked president would probably be John Stamos, and the rest are like the prisoners who are trying to escape. <laughs> like Ed O'Neill is like the guy's been there for like 30, 40 years and all, giving up on life. David Harbour's the new one to put up there. They're like you're never getting out of here. You know, Craig Robinson and Keenan Michael Key are the wisecrackers. I, I imagine Kreischer is like a, a locksmith of some sort. <laughs> uh, wow, Moon Jail! Go out, guys! Look out for Moon Jail today. Um, I'm excited for it. Mm. All right, Scott. The commercial breaks over. You got to decide between Ray Liotta and the Queen Elizabeth. All right. You know what? You know what? I don't feel like the Queen would vibe with us too well. I don't, That's kind of true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel as if uh, she's going to be like laughing at her dumb jokes. I feel like she might be very prim and proper. I feel like there'd be a lot of loopholes to get through to kind of get her to talk to a lot of people around her, mm-hmm. other people telling her what to say. Ray Liotta seems like a free spirit um, mm. in an upset. Ray Liotta taking down Queen Elizabeth. Oh, man, that's... That's massive right here. I mean, I know that was tough for you, so hopefully there's no other tough decisions <laughs> coming up for you, Scott. Such as Pele versus Taylor Hawkins. Aye, okay. Okay. Taylor Hawkins would be badass to talk to. He would no be... Uh, I feel like he'd be friendly. He'd be funny. Mm-hmm. He'd be, um, you know, have a lot of crazy stories, I would assume. Pele, on the other hand, he would probably be all class, but he would probably have just an amazing amount of world stories and, and just what soccer was like and and whatnot. Now, here's, I mean, Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters are globally known, whereas... Pele, globally known. But this is where the heart dies. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to get rid of 
Taylor Hawkins, and I'm going to have to push Pele through to the finals. Uh, second year in a row, the one you probably thought was going to win didn't go the route that you thought. I just, I just can't quantify turning Pele down. I can't, you know, I, I can't sit here and be like, oh, my God, you know, we have Pele, but we have a drummer. I, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. All right, Scott, we made it to the finals. We had three great sponsors, and now we're at the championship game. You know, this is TCU versus Georgia right now. Mm -hmm. Scott, are we bringing back Pele or Ray Liotta? Hold on. I just checked my email real quick. Um, It's odd time to check. Looks like our sponsorship effort has paid off. What are you saying, Scott? We have another one. Another? Another sponsor. Um, This kind of came out of nowhere. This one's coming from the animal world. Um, It says dogs and cats and even bunnies are constantly being rescued. Their time is up. Huh. Have you ever thought about something with the antler variety? I never thought of it. Santa loves them. Lions love them. Why not you? Exactly. Dear Buds. Dear Buds is the first nonprofit 403C organization set out to rescue deer and transform them into cuddly pet friends. Um, If if you sign up today to register for your first Dear Bud today Mm. with promo code shenanigans, they will send you not one, but two deer buds, making deer buddies to pet, to cuddle, to ride, and to feed into the new year. Deer buds. Wow. That, that, th- these are some exciting projects that we got on the ground floor, Scott. This is, this is unbelievable. A 403C um, non- pro- be good. nonprofit deer rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that idea, having a deer? It's in- revolutionary, Scott. Yeah. I mean, it's like you say. I mean, we we all have our general loved animals, but we, we, we've we been seeing them for years, see how cute and cuddly they look, and we haven't taken advantage. Not and once. now it's finally here. Not once. Deer yeah. buds, kind of like earbuds, but deer buds. Amazing. Amazing. My God. Spicy. Whoever mind. came up with these four ideas is just brilliant. The brilliant person. Almost, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same person. I mean, considering we're getting these emails nonstop. Can, and, can somebody be that genius, though? I don't know. It's definitely not anybody here. So um, I appreciate yeah. the uh, the love out there from our new sponsors, Deer Buds. Yeah. Uh, MB spicy winter wine and snow melt snow, snow way snow way and even the new upcoming release moon jail. Ah, All right, finals time. We have Ray Liotta versus Pele. Hmm. What's going through your head? Talk it out, man. Um, I'm thinking. Um, I'm, I'm now. I'm thinking podcast wise or interview wise. Who would be the better interview? One might be crazier and, and, and a little off the cuff and a little wild and interesting, but another one might be genuine and interesting and, and classy and just just 
would, would could launch this podcast into a new stratosphere or or mm-hmm. a stratosphere of any sort. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Gallagher is the winner. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yes, the Power Ranger has come back and taken the title. Um, <laughs> in this year's God Complex, I am choosing Pele. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. Ray Liotta ran. You know, he just didn't have enough to, mm-hmm. to 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 get over the hump to talk to Pele. Yeah, yeah. I mean, international superstar, beloved, checks all the boxes of bringing back, and the world will thank you for bringing him back. Oh, yeah, obviously. that's the other thing. If I'm going to think selfishly here. I don't think the world's clamoring for Ray Liotta back. I think the world it would be, you know, they. I would be. I would be an international superstar for bringing Pele back. Like I just imagine you like walking out of the room, like everybody's clamoring. It's like, oh my god, are we getting our queen back? Maybe our pope, Pele, and you're just like, all right, everybody. Kevin Conroy, we're getting more Batman cartoons, baby. <laughs> well, sorry, but Pele is this year's winner. Sorry to all the contestants. Um, I don't think you are coming back unless we have a decade <laughs> tournament of all. <laughs> and I don't think anybody wants to sit through that. So I don't think there's any chance of that. Tune into our five-hour podcast <laughs> yeah. as we go through all 256 <laughs> options. Well... Another great episode in the books here. Um, tell, let me know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, did I did I whiff on this one? Any upsets? Did I choose the wrong ones? Uh, do you think there should be names that should have been entered? Should James Caan taken out the Green Ranger? It, controversial topic here. But uh, once again, thank you, Mike. And thank you to our, our, our new sponsors. Um, maybe we'll have more sponsors, hopefully, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, and most importantly, thank you, Perez Hilton, for joining us on this ridiculous uh, podcast that we do weekly here. So we, we certainly appreciate your time. Berlu, anything to promote before we roll on out of here? I think the only way to end this is to know Damar Hamlin had a GoFundMe. He does a yearly community toy drive yep. that has just exploded since this horrible accident. Uh, if you go on GoFundMe, it's the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. If that's too much, you can just Google Damar Hamlin, GoFundMe, and you'll pick it up. He had a reasonable goal of $2,500 yep. for this. It's now up to $5.7 million. Five, just at at the current moments, five seven eight nine one sixty. Um mm-hmm. I have the same exact, uh, you know, same exact thing. That was my thing to promote also. Um Thoughts and prayers um, from from us here that when this episode comes out, okay, things have have, have settled down and that charity is at ten million dollars, um, and uh, Demar is, is still with us and still has um, something left to give give to this uh, to this world um, because he. 
I don't know, man. It's, I, I hope he has some kind of quality of life. One, that he survives, and two, that he is able to have some kind of quality of life. Uh, forget football, forget any of that, just um, to be with his, his family and friends again. So um, with that, what a great way, way to kick off the new year as far as this episode. Had a lot of fun tonight. Guys, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing, keep commenting. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. Prayers tomorrow.